Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of This on That, a show where we take people we like talking about stuff they like. I am Mike Solari. Hi, I'm Chad Fogling. And today our guest is Jessie Graff, who you may know from her awesome runs on American Ninja Warrior. She That's is, where I know her from. She's a stunt woman. That's, I also know her from that, too. Yeah, but she is also... And I say this about almost every guest, but she's she's super nice. Yeah, she was really awesome. Uh, I think you'll get that from this. She's very uplifting. That's the word I'll use. And I would say this uh, about this episode. If you feel like you suffer from stage fright or if you suffer from any kind of fear in your life, this is the episode for you because Jesse actually kind of breaks down uh, in the episode like how to deal with fear. And yeah. we talk about it. And. I think she has some great insight on how to overcome fear. Oh, for sure. And she should know. She does scary things a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're interested in cool uh, women, ladies who are strong and do cool things and also want to get over being afraid of stuff, this is the podcast for you. Be sure to go on Facebook, rate us on iTunes. We're all there. That's probably how you're listening to us. Uh, but we love to hear from you. And... We all love, we love you. We love, you're our Don't listeners. Don't be afraid to rate and comment. So let's start. Yeah, we chose our house for um, the big entryway. It had a high ceiling, and so we put wall-to-wall mats in there, and um, and then rings, a climbing wall, a pegboard, a squat rack, pull-up bar, bench press, and then a full high bar so you can swing on it and heavy bag, wall-to-wall mirrors. It's really, we just needed a big workout room. <laughs> so, that, And that's just where you live? That's where we live. And that's the entryway? That's the entryway yeah. of the house. We actually don't open the front door if we can avoid it because everyone comes in and walks on the mat. Yeah. The mat is like my favorite thing that I own probably. So <laughs> so we use the back door all the, all the time to protect the mat. I imagine it's like, there's like just no floor and your guests come in. It's like you got to ring over to the kitchen and now. Uh... Oh, we could do that. <laughs> I do. One of my goals is to have a course where you can just do laps around the living room without touching the floor, but use every like piece the, of Like the floor is made of lava? I love that game. That's my favorite. <laughs> I used to play that all the time at home. We had um, a huge three-story house and we'd have to start in the basement on top of the washing machine and get up the stairs through the kitchen, living room, up the other stairs, down the hallway and all the way to the top, the last room on the third floor. It causes you to get creative. Yeah, yeah, and then when that got too easy, we added a rule that for every ceiling light bulb you touch, you get a point, and a point is worth a second. So if you could... Oh, so you timed yourselves. Well, no, so it was like if you a second that you can touch the floor. So there were uh. some rooms where you couldn't quite get to the ceiling without touching the floor, but it was worth an extra second of points. Oh, so okay. it would be worth touching the floor for half a second to get to the middle of the room and get the full point second of touching the light bulb. So whoever had the most points at the end would win. Ah, yeah. and you say you say we, we so you had siblings like. Uh yeah, I had one little brother. Oh, one little brother. Okay, how how what's the distance in? Three and a half years. Okay, and so you got and so we had so you had a good relationship though. Uh, we were rivals for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, but um, but we played a lot of good games together. We lived in the middle of the no- of nowhere, um, and had to make up a lot of nowhere games where, Northern Pennsylvania, like New York, New Jersey. Oh okay. Tri-state area. That's on, cool. On Usually the, the nowhere people always hail from your area, but now, I know now that's that's, that's why I was worried. Are you from Nebraska? Yeah. I went to UNL. Oh, okay. So I lived there for three years. I think. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Are you still a Husker fan then? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, 
Go Big Red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's stronger, you or your brother? Um, now. Probably me, I think. I'm not sure. He He's not as addicted to exercise as I am, That's but he's fair. definitely bigger your, than me. Your arms put me to shame. You sure chatted <laughs> at me feel very intimidated right now. Yeah, no. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, inf- I'm inferring that onto Chad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, no, I'm very scared of you. It's, but yeah, that's well, what per- it's I mean, it's, I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> is that what you wanted me to say? No, but I mean, I'm happy that you did cuz it lets us transition into our topic. Is that what you were thinking? Oh, right. Our topic. Topics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're talking about fear. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it frightening. Is. Do you like do you guys like being scared? I you, mm, you know what? I here's a can I tell a short story? You can. Yes. Okay. So, as a child, uh, I I had like a um, cousin, I guess. She was like a, like a kind of a third removed cousin. She wasn't like a true cousin or something. I get you. But uh, she was older, way older than me. And when I was like 10 years old, her and her boyfriend uh, were babysitting me. And they're like, let's go to this haunted house. And I was too scared to go in the haunted house. And so I sat in the car and they went to the haunted house. And I sat in the car for an hour and a half because I was too scared. And they came back and they're like, oh, it was so scary. You know, Jason from uh, Friday the 13th was there, and he, like, showed up, and, oh, it was so crazy. And I was like, no, it's so scary. And then when I was, like, 16 years old, there was a haunted house in our home in our hometown, and some friends were like, let's just do this. Let's go. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm too scared. I'm too scared. And I went in there, and there was, like, one of the guides just happened. To, we were in the main room before we go into the um, haunted house, and one of the other guys just happened to be standing behind me, and I turned around, and I jumped because I was so scared, and I scared everyone in the group. And then, like, it just alleviated all the fear. And then I walked through that haunted house, and everything that jumped out at me made me laugh. <laughs> and to this day, like, I love going to haunted houses because they're hilarious to me. Like, I Definitely. can't stop laughing. To the point where, like, <laughs> people will jump out, monsters, people playing monsters will jump out, and then they start to not try to scare me anymore. Like, so <laughs> if I'm in groups of people... After the after like the first couple of scares, I they push me out in front and then the monsters don't scare me anymore because they're like that guy's he's he's just he's it's just laughing. Like, it's kind of like it's not it, working on him. I mean, I've never been to Universal Horror Nights, but mm-hmm. I, I know that I used to li- in New Jersey. I live right next to the Six Flags that's there. Yeah, so we call it Great Adventure. But uh, during the Halloween Fright Fest, they always had people. Uh, they walk around with like the chainsaws without the chains yeah. or they're just trying to scare people. They do whatever you want. But you, it's so easy to not get scared. It's like as long as you're fine, which is usually how I was going through it, no one was really jumping out at you. My sister, on the other hand, couldn't take it. There was one time a guy like sp- like sparked the chainsaw on the ground when she was a little kid. And she was like, nope. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's 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 all I mean, it's all an illusion, right? With those kind of haunted houses. But for me, like it's I just think it's I don't know why it's something in me like just starts to laugh and I hysterically just like him. I just have so much fun, even though like it is kind of like it's making my heart jump a little. Yeah. But I'm just like, it's just hilarious to me. (laughs) Like there's people with like jumping out at you and well do you like getting scared jesse or uh it depends on the kind of scared well like when i first started going to haunted hayrides when i was little Mm -hmm. um i was trying to be brave and it wasn't that scary but i noticed that this other girl who was terrified and like panicking everyone would go straight to her to try to scare her so i was like oh well if i act scared they're gonna be more 
engaging, I guess. And so I started practicing trying to be the most scared person in the group. <laughs> and and they'd all like come after me and it was so much more fun. And so I always would play that up to try to get scared. And then it was never scary yeah. at that point because it's, it, it's a game. You're <laughs> leading into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what about things that are not like horror related? Well, yeah, fear manifests itself in so many yeah. aspects. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like you know, you know when like you're a kid you're afraid to do stuff like, like uh like like, hi- like if well like heights. let's say like high school for instance like oh man I want to like talk wanna, to that girl I want to talk to that girl or like oh like those people are really cool I want those people my friends or whatever you know that that I think, kind of fear I think like that stuff's fear. a lot more scary yeah. than like you know I'm I'm into the more adrenaline related things jumping yeah. off of high places and climbing things and. Um, things that a lot of people would be rationally afraid of are more fun to me. But yeah, like, I don't know, talking to new people or I used to be super, super shy and afraid of starting conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that used to really. That's, yeah, I think you, you kind of hit it like there's the irrational and the rational fear, right? So like, mm-hmm. like rationally we would be like, let's not go up to the edge of this cliff mm-hmm. and like jump off. Like that's, we know this will kill us. But the, the irrational fear is like, well, I don't want to go talk to those people because what if they don't like me? <laughs> well, yeah, and I, <laughs> it's like it's such a silly thing. And I think that that's what gets us th- that kind of fear, that social kind of fear, is mm-hmm. a harder fear to overcome. The other stuff, the uh, physical stuff, it all comes down to it boils down to anticipation and what you're anticipating it to be in your head. So if you are standing at a really tall thing, you're like, oh, I can't jump this far. And then you jump and it's like, oh, maybe you land fine or you just scrape your knee. And it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Or if you're afraid going too far out in the ocean and then nothing happens and you're like, oh, it wasn't scary at What's all. What's exact? It's uh, not to jump in, but like, uh, it's like roller coasters, right? Like, yeah. If for me, I've always loved roller coasters, but the older I get, the more like kind of afraid of it. And I realize really? what, it, what it is is it's like that first, you know, like ding, 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 going up that first. Because I know how roller coasters are built. Like the first drop is always the most steep because mm-hmm. it has to get you through the whole thing. Yeah. So that it's like that anticipation of just like slowly going up that mountain. And then right when you get to the top, it's like, and at that point, I'm the most scared because I'm like, ah. and then once the, once that drop happens, then I'm fine the rest of the time. Well, like, yes, is great. And oh yeah, oh yeah, but. I will say it's interesting because that kink, 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 that is the scariest part. There's a roller coaster that is super steep and super fast, a great adventure, but it takes you up like immediately. It just goes and you're already at the top. And that's not scary. Like I love going on that ride because you could go on the ride that is even taller and it will just dink, dink, dink you up. Well, but my point is that like once you get over that hill, right, then the fear is gone. Yeah. Whereas the social fears, it's like, once you ta- start talking to people, it's still the fear is still there. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not like jumping off the cliff and being like, oh, everything's okay. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. it's like oh, everything's not okay still. Like I don't know if these people are reacting to me. In the, right way. the thing that I think is so fun about fear, or more the adrenaline type yeah. fear, is like you can you can feel kind of the chemical release of whatever. Do you know what hormone that is that? I don't when, know. Because when you're like, at, when you're, when it's building up, you can feel something building in your stomach, like mm-hmm. the tension or the butterflies or whatever people call it. And there's that feeling when you drop and your stomach drops with it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people who are afraid of heights just don't like that sensation. And I love it. Yeah. And it's, well, yeah, it's something that it's I. Oh, you just yeah. love that feeling. I love that feeling. 
I, I know what you mean. There was this, and when I was a little kid, there was a hill near my house that when the car would go down, you'd get like the your stomach falling, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And it was always like fun. I would always love it. It would kind of be tickled. Was, yeah. And I would love going down that hill. Have you noticed how if you do that same bump over and over, your body almost adjusts to it? Yeah. What am I building a tolerance or something? That's my theory. Okay. I think that the body can build a tolerance to that sort of fear hormone. In the same exact the way same we way. deal with, like, if someone drinks a lot, they build mm-hmm. up a tolerance to yeah. that. Or if well, you're exercising a lot, you build, you, you're able to go farther because your body's just used to whatever it's, you're It's probably yeah. your brain, like, just, like, when the first time you do it, recognizes oh, this is a dangerous thing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like the, the animal part of your brain saying, like, don't. We have to survive. We ha- yeah, we have to keep living. But once you do it once and it, you survive, your brain's like, oh, this is okay, and the more you do it, like, no, 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 this is not dangerous at all anymore. So your brain, like, tells your body, like, it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like, this isn't going to kill us. Yeah. Um, I used to, when I was little, um, I guess 12-ish, I noticed I would get really nervous when I was competing on beam and gymnastics. And, like, because, you know, if you make one slight mistake and you're a little crooked, you lose so many tenths of a point. Yeah. And, and I would start shaking. I was so nervous about it. And I tried to figure out how could I – overcome this thing how could i make it so that i was more calm and relaxed on the beam and um the rational solution that i came up with at age 12 was that i should practice my beam routine on the peak of my garage roof because if i'm not nervous up there where the consequences are falling yeah (laughs) are a little more serious than than falling on a mat then i would be able to stay calm in a competition and um and so i noticed when i stood on the peak of the roof as long as I could see the ground and the world around me, I was stable. But if I looked up and my and the ground was out of my field of vision and all I could see was sky, I would get that instant like stomach twinge. Oh wow! And so I'd feel that and then have to ground myself and stabilize on the roof. And as soon as I felt back to normal and like that rush of anxiety was out of my system, I'd look up and get it again and stabilize. And I just kept doing this until I could stay calm and keep my body under my own control basically yeah do, do you think that that comes from the body not your brain but just your body saying this is my own fear that i'm trying to overcome or is that like kind of a feel or fear of failure because for instance i i sometimes will get stressed at work even though my head i'm like super calm and cool all the time mm-hmm. my body will get like really messed up and like sometimes like I'll be talking to like my dad who's a doctor and he'll be like, oh, that's stress. And I'm like, really? I don't feel stressed. It's like your body's stressed. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's just your body reacting or, or what? I'm not sure. I think it's that your body has natural instincts when you're near an edge or up high mm-hmm. that are made to protect you. And most people aren't going to spend a lot of time in that dangerous situation. But I knew that I was probably going to have a career and a life where I needed to be comfortable in that type of danger. And I didn't want to have that anything interfering with my ability to stay calm, under control, listening to whatever um, advice I was getting from coaches or, you know, in the future, stunt coordinators. And I wanted to get rid of anything that was going to make it harder for me to listen and act rationally and so it was just this thing that I thought I could build a tolerance to and um, whether it was because my brain adapted to understanding that this is an okay situation or that I built a tolerance to whatever that hormone is I'm not sure 
Um, but it worked and yeah, it was you, a cool experiment. You like you basically like adjusted the way like your mind and your body work to like be like okay now every like you just like this is the new yeah, normal. You, yeah, you you like basically trained yourself to yeah like that. I mean that's I think uh, yeah that's I, I was I was just thinking about like when you're saying like looking up at this guy and then looking down like how much like for me personally I have I'm pretty blind I wear glasses. So like uh, when I go swimming in the ocean, which is also I'm from a landlocked state, I was mm-hmm. raised. So like the ocean was, for, you know, it was a little daunting, like a little scary to me, just because it's such a fucking massive thing. Mm-hmm. And then also when I go swimming in the ocean, like I have to take off my glasses, so I'm I'm blind, like I'm practically blind, and I, it freaks me out if I get too far deep into the water because then I don't know what's around me. Like yeah. I just it's it's just all like I can only just sense like with. Okay, what well, you know? Anything like, could be there. Yeah, and, and like, and I can't really open my eyes underwater because even if I did, like, you wouldn't see you anything. I wouldn't much, see anything. Yeah. So it's like that's what scares me the probably the most about like. For that moment, you reach your hand out and you touch something, and you're yeah. If, if something goes <laughs> by, like I don't know what it is, and like, and the, and then, it, but then it's also just the fact that if I, the deeper I go out in the ocean, like I have no idea like what's yeah. around me at any right. one moment, and I know that that's an ecosystem that has tons of animals and <laughs> yeah. things going in it. So like I. It, that's what's the probably the most scary to me is that like oh i don't know like i yeah. definitely yeah i i love swimming in the ocean mm-hmm. and i go through phases where like i think i'm good at compartmentalizing if i've decided i'm going for a swim it's going to be a much more fun swim if i'm not thinking about what creatures could be yeah. right below me and so i can push that aside and enjoy my swim but every now and then if you feel something like i'll suddenly have that rush of fear through my body of like oh my gosh what is there yeah um, and so I, in that situation, I always try to think about, um, is it a rational fear? And in that case, yeah, kind of, Yeah. Like, there's, there's a reason for it. And so then I don't want to be in a situation where I'm likely to die. So is, is there an action I can take to make myself more safe? And, um, or do I want to just not swim in the ocean? Yeah. And I decided that I love swimming in the ocean and the only thing I could do to be more prepared, just in case a shark tried to eat me, is to swim with a scuba knife strapped to my calf. And so that's what you do. That's what. I, <laughs> actually, no, I I usually forget it. But if I go paddleboarding, <laughs> I have it with me, and I feel kind of cool because I feel like James Bondy with. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's very Honey Rider. You, you have the. <laughs> you have the uh, I assume she had a knife. I forget. I don't know. Well, uh, speaking of irrational fear and stuff like that. Not to say that swimming in the ocean is irrational. There's shit out there. There's yeah. But <laughs> what do you do? You ever get like the yips when it comes What's to what's like, the yips? Okay, so for instance, my sister is a cheerleader, gymnastics, mm-hmm. like gymnastics cheerleading, competition cheerleading, and I forget how old she was, but she was doing like a back handspring and then fell. Like just something she'd done a hundred times. That hundred and one time she slipped and fell, and then from there she literally couldn't do it. Like mm-hmm. she was. It was like a like a wall was put up yes, and you just couldn't do it. Even though she's done it so many times, it wasn't like a thing. It took a while for her to get back to, Oh yeah, I can just do this. And I've seen it before with other people. Like maybe something even doesn't happen. And then you just get to a point where uh, you get the yips and you just can't. Yeah. We used to call it a mental block when I was in gymnastics. Yeah. And I, I had this one summer where I was going into level seven and the required dismount was a cartwheel back tuck off the balance beam. So cartwheel on the beam, yep. back tuck off the end. And I I think I tried just the backflip 
with a spotter and I was such a noodle. I wasn't that strong at the time. And so I would like bend in half backwards and I was so close to hitting my head the, on, the um, on the beam. The coach like shoved me away from the beam and I, I got so scared of it because I just accepted that if I ever try this dismount by myself, I'm going to hit my head on the beam and die. And somehow for that whole summer, I would, you know, take bathroom breaks at the key moment or go get water right when everyone was working on it. And I evaded this dismount for an entire summer. And I was just, I would cry every night because I knew that like either, either I'm going to have to quit gymnastics or I'm going to have to do this dismount tomorrow and then I'm going to die. And it was just like, it was such a huge thing. And by the end of the summer, when they finally caught me and realized I'd never done it and forced me to do it, <laughs> um, I think I was panicking and crying but but I had to do it and I didn't die and in that one day they helped me fix it so that it wasn't good but I was able to do it without a spot and it was it was such a huge relief and a shock that I could waste so much time and stress of this this thing that actually was fine that I just made a commitment to myself to never ever be stopped by fear again that's that's very like I, I not uh, I have very similar uh, sets because like when I first moved out here to LA like in 2001 I didn't know anybody out here mm -hmm. and there I had this like notion in in me well at, I mean I had just gone through like a big breakup out of like uh, college and then I was living in my sister or in my parents basement and like working this like welding job and this I was just I was in a very bad bad place and you like, know, you know, shit's gone bad. Yeah. You're just you're broken up with your girl, and you're just welding shit. <laughs> your your attempts at comedy are sometimes daunting and wonderful, Mike. But I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I was telling oh, a I'm personal not, story. I'm just hurting your feelings now. No, you're not. I don't. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but my my point was that like uh, I realized that like there was I wanted to do comedy and stuff like that, and I was just was not allowing myself to do it. Like I just wasn't allowing myself to do it because I don't know. Just I was just making excuses like, oh no, I just can't do it. And and, and like I realized that a lot of my life, like uh, in high school and stuff like that, my guidance counselor, who uh, I hate, uh, <laughs> like I was one of the few people I ever expressed to that I wanted to do stuff in the entertainment business. And he said, don't don't do that. Oh like, no. Like you're you could never do it. And like you're not talented enough to do it. You shouldn't do it. And like so oh my for years like I just felt like like people were just like, you can't do this. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. And I never did it, never did it, never did it. And then uh actually before the whole breakup happened, when I was back in Georgia when I was in college, like I forced myself to go do a stand up open mic once and uh I bombed. It was a horrible. Like not not good at it. And the MC pulled me aside and said like, don't ever do this. Again. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you're not good at comedy. You're... But there was something turned on, like something clicked when I was on stage, even though I was bombing and like no one was laughing. Like it, it was like a point where I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why, but like this, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I forced myself to do it. And like, there's a whole long story about a little bit of that whole time. But basically what happened was. Uh, before I moved to LA, like I forced myself to go back and do it, and then like I started doing stand up again, and I was like afraid, and I kept making myself do it and do it and do it. And then when I was moving out to LA, I was like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of Nebraska. I gotta move out there. So I just moved out there. I just drove out here, and like stayed in my car for like a week, and then 
met some people in a bar once one night and they were like oh you know we have a two-bedroom apartment but we can only pay for half the bedroom so i ended up moving in there like it just all kind of just everything that happened for like the first year in la was just me going like yes it's okay let's keep going <laughs> and like pushing myself and i got to this point where i was like oh shit like all i've been doing is just like going up to everything i'm afraid of and just being like yeah walking past it yeah. like this keep going keep going and so that became like a huge part of my life for like the last 15 years. It's just been like, just being like, if there's something I'm afraid of, I make a point to be like, all right, let's go and just yeah. do, What's do there? this. <laughs> and then it, it's like you were saying, like it feels so liberating to be like, oh, I've, I got through it. Cause like, it seems like nine times out of 10, people are afraid of stuff that it's never gonna hurt them, mm -hmm. but they just have to like get, but it's so, Once it's, you cross it's the so debilitating it's, the, the, to be afraid of something. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. like how people like will put blocks up and be like, "No, I don't want to do this because I'm afraid of it." And it's like, but if you did it once, you might realize that it's not that. Well, yeah. You don't. There's nothing to be afraid of. Like. Yeah. No, conquering a fear is one of the greatest feelings yeah. in the world. That's. I guess that was I, a long-winded way of just getting to that point. <laughs> <Right. but> like, <laughs> so, what's the next fear you have to conquer? Hmm. Plus to both you. I don't know. So, so you're not afraid. Of, you're out, not afraid though. of anything. Oh, I'm sure I am. <laughs> I feel the same. I, I, I know I have fear, but like, it's at this point, it's like hard to recognize. Like, it's almost like oh, I think I'm. I think you know what I'm like. I'm most afraid of is like success these days. It's like, but I can't really face it. It's like it's just one of these things. Oh, because you're not su successful. Well, it's one of those things where like I know that if I put more effort into one direction or the other, I could probably get there. And I think maybe that's what the fear is. Like, it's just it's not like a fear of like holding me back it's just a fear of like well i don't really it's almost like laziness <laughs> maybe i don't know what it is is it a fear of, it is it a fear of putting too much energy into one outlet and leaving something else behind i think that that's might what be I what thinking, that's yeah. probably might be where more it is like it's it's one of these things where it's like well if i put all my energy in this then i won't be able to do this anymore and i i'm afraid that i'll miss that too much see I'm, that's probably what it I is i feel like i'm the exact opposite of you i feel like that stuff is the stuff i'm very I'm, I'm I'm okay with and very like at a n neutral base like with zero emotion towards like I'm just gonna keep putting energy to stuff and and hopefully something hits on the with all the energy in the outpour it's all the other ancillary stuff that like scares the shit out of me like I've gone I just finished reading this one book and it gave me like a weird existential crisis about like death and existence uh -oh. and all those big things and and then it's like oh shit I'm small oh shit I'm gonna die oh shit I'm alone and <laughs> uh and then that absorbs your brain at night and it's like that's scary and that's how you go to bed at night and that's what leads into your dreams and then that translates into the social aspect what we were talking about earlier um and dealing with uh, like going up to new people or or uh foregoing relationships and all that other stuff so yeah opposites yeah no i would i would say i've never been afraid of that like no i know yeah. which is but i think that there was definitely a time in my life where i was there like where you're at and like was like oh god the world's so big and then i got to a point where it's like the world's so big and I'm so small. This is amazing. Like, <laughs> there's so much potential. I can do anything. I can do whatever well, I want. That's something that's interesting. I've talked to a lot of people about this, and I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but as you age, I believe, and I don't know if it's chemical, I don't know how it actually works, but your brain just becomes more accepting of everything. Like that whole, like, 
fear of death thing is such a young man's game. And as you get older, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, that's going to happen, but I think I'm okay with it. Your body just becomes more at peace with yourself and, yeah. where, and where you're at. So maybe I just need to age into it. I need to like be like wine or cheese and just like... Put... <laughs> <laughs> yes, become like wine and cheese, Mike. Hey, guys, it's Ryan and Kelly. Hey, guys, it's Ryan and Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> From the Hellmouthy Podcast, do you want to watch Buffy either again or for the first time ever and talk about it with us? <laughs> You'll be doing talking by yourself, but we'll be talking. Check out the Hellmouthy Podcast on Nerdist School Network. Listen to it. Okay, <laughs> let's try it one more time. <laughs> I'm curious, though, like, uh, the other, like, other aspect of irrational fear is, like, phobias. I'm, I kind of want oh, right. to, I wanted to about talk that. about that a little bit, like. Because I know, because I do another podcast about movies and stuff like that. And one of the weirdest things I found out recently was about, like, Roger Moore, who played James Bond. He has, like, the phobia of, he has a phobia of guns. Like, he's definitely afraid of guns. And yet, like, he plays James Bond in, like, all these oh, movies funny. and stuff like that. Which is, that's, like, an interesting aspect to me, too, is, like, I think some of those phobias come from, like, a traumatic experience. Like, I know there's people who are afraid of dogs because, like, when they're a kid, like, they got bit or, like, they had an experience with a dog that barking at them or something and then i feel like there's other like like there's some fears that are just like it just seems so weird like i don't know why like certain people are just like i'm afraid of this i don't like the pickle lady on maury yeah oh i don't know the pickle lady on maury but but it sounds funny no there's like you know how there's like like real outliers of like phobias like there's the simple things like people are afraid of flying or people are afraid of dogs like you just mentioned there's people though who are afraid of like Things that just you talk about irrational, but in their head it's rational. There's this woman who's just like she went on Maury, and she's afraid of pickles, afraid of pickles. Not not I don't like pickles. Not pickles gross me out or make me barf. I am afraid of pickles. And then Maury, of course, is an asshole and brings out a shit ton of pickles, and she's like, "Ah, and and she's like crying, weeping because there's pickles in front of her. And I had a friend in high school who was afraid of Cheerios. Wait. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, that would be a problem. Like, we, someone would be eating, and she had to leave the table because she was, like, a, it's not, not – your brain rationalizes these strange-ass things well, that, yeah. and causes you to go through those weird fight-or-flight refri- – we talked about chemical release. I'm blanking on the chemical. Do you know off the top of your head, Jesse? Um, I know there's a chemical that gets I released don't. that instills, like, that energy of – Yeah, you know, it's, not just a, it's not just – well, yeah, it, it makes you feel more stressful. There's a lot of things that go into that little cocktail – what? Yeah, cortisol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, cool. That's uh, the one on that weight loss thing commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they talk about cortisol makes you, I don't know, yeah. contain Those fat things. according to this commercial. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I was like, it's because like, so uh, I know I have a slight claustrophobia, but I didn't know that until like I went scuba diving in Hawaii and it, we were in this, we everyone got like it was like this class kind of thing where like everyone's gonna like we practice in the pool and then like we went we went to like shark bites cove which is <laughs> there's no sharks in it it's just it just looks it's like a, okay. a bite took out of the island what a that's great what they name. Call it. i know it's like <laughs> especially when you're going to like scuba diving for this time we're going to sharks bite cove it's like well i'm sorry what like, uh-huh. but uh you're gonna, yeah. go, you're gonna go mountain biking you're gonna go to like biker death alley yeah I, <laughs> it was a weird thing where like so we all you you just you just kind of like ease yourself into the water and then you're like going deeper and deeper and like and I could look up and I could see it was like you know like a ceiling that's 
you know, the, the I could see the top of the water, and it was probably about 40 feet up, you know, like, uh, whatever. We're just, like, down there, and uh, one of the instructors came over and, like, gave me the hand signal if I was okay, and I was like, I'm fine. And he looked at, like, my gauge. He's like, oh, we got to go up. And we were all supposed to have, like, 45 minutes of air or something. But I'd only been down there for, like, 15 minutes. And we went up, and he's like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, you must be hyperventilating or something because you're almost at air. What? I was like, what? And and he's like, were you feeling any fear? And he's like, no, I just, I was just kind of, like, it was kind of weirded out. But I didn't. And so then I had to sit up there and wait for the rest of the class to, like, no. do the And, like, well, the, one, of, one of the other instructors came, and he's like, uh, you might be a little claustrophobic. Have you ever felt that way? And I was like, no. And he's like, that's sometimes that happens. To people is like they start to hyperventilate and they use up all their oxygen because they're like, they just get. It's the feeling of claustrophobia because like you feel like you're trapped, like you can't get air. Mm. And and I didn't. I think, oh well, maybe that is because I did look up at the like at the top of the water and it did kind of freak me out a little bit. Like, well, if my tank goes out, like I gotta swim forty <laughs> feet to get the any kind of air like that's scary and then you became a self-fulfilling prophecy by yeah, sucking no, out all the air exactly but what about this other situation what if you're not claustrophobic and they just didn't fill the tank up all the way <laughs> that could be too like they fucked up and they're like oh fuck we gotta uh, we gotta install me this isn't yeah, our yeah. fault this isn't our fault <laughs> this could be nothing but I but like have you had any other experiences that would imply that you're claustrophobic well may, I think that like I if I think about it, there have been like times where like uh, and when we were kids, like, you know, like, uh, there's a hide-a-bed, you know, you can pull the bed out of a couch, mm -hmm. and then, like, you can lift up the back and kind of get in that area yeah. where the... Oh, yeah, that's good. Of course. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, I remember one time, like, I was playing around with a bunch of friends, and, like, I was hiding back down there, and some of them laid on top of them, like, tickling me, and I couldn't move or get out, and mm -hmm. that was really scary, so I thought, well, maybe that, I don't know, that felt a little claustrophobic, because I was, like, really, like, I can't move, like, it was really... Start, like uh, and I do. There have been times where like I've been in the window seat of a plane, and like felt like oh, like I can't. I I, I want to be able to move around. So I feel like it might be a little bit. But it's a weird thing because it's like I don't feel like there was ever any traumatic experience or anything. It's just like a something in my instinct, brain yeah. just wouldn't like that's not right. Which is why I would say like the Cheerios guy or the pickle lady. It's like it's interesting to me that certain people like they just have this thing of like that. Thing. I don't know why, but I ugh, that's too much for me to deal with. It seems like a counter instinct to me. Yeah. Like if if the fear is of being trapped and not able to get air, and then the body's natural instinct is to breathe faster and use the air up quicker, it seems like that's something you would want to train out of yourself. Exactly. <laughs> to not have. Has there has there ever been a like time you were doing a stunt or something, and you were like, man, I'm really freaked out right now. Um, I feel like I learned how to deal with fear before I really started doing a lot of stunts. Okay. Um, but especially with stunts, that's where I feel like I, I deal with it very well. And, and well, cause it's also, are those more controlled also? They are more controlled somewhat. I mean, there's always outside circumstances, right. no matter how well you plan, something can come in at the last second and that's why you have to be so alert. But my general policy is if I'm about to do a stunt and I feel that anxiety and I'm actually scared of it, then I really need to do a quick evaluation of why I'm scared. It right. like, am I scared because something could go wrong? And like, what, what could go wrong? Am I the one who's not prepared for this? Am I lacking a physical skill that I sh should have mm -hmm. to do this well? And if the answer is yes, then I should not be in that situation. I should have told the stunt coordinator to begin with, I don't have this skill, hire someone else and recommend someone. Um, 
And if it's not me, well, what else could go wrong? Is it like, is the mat too small? Should I have asked for a bigger mat? And if so, then go ask for a bigger mat. Or um, is there some detail of this stunt that we did not work out that I'm nervous about going wrong? So I have to go through every possibility of like, what could I be scared of? And are there any rational fears left over that I could head off, that I can fix do and you, take care of them? Do you think that whole calculating quickly in the head thing would be like the best thing that, to help people get over crap? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think like you've got to go through every scenario. If, if I'm scared of something, it's usually because I haven't thought it through all the way. Um, or or because I shouldn't be doing it. And then in that case, then just don't do it. Yeah. Like if you're scared to dart across the freeway during traffic, that's probably like you shouldn't dart across the freeway. That's yeah. a good fear. <laughs> just don't do that. Um, do it. No, <laughs> no, do it. It's yeah. Fear stops us from doing stupid things mm -hmm. like usually listen to your fear and but if it's something that you need to well, do, that's why it other people do. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a good feeling. Um, but if it's something you should be able to do, break down all the reasons that you're afraid. Is there anything you need to do to make the situation safer? And if you have done everything you can do to make the situation safer and it's probably going to be fine, then think about what do you need to focus on to make it go as well as possible. Um, like we were we were jumping off a bridge onto a moving train. And that's a situation. As where, we all do. As we do. Yeah. It, it's so it's been just there, a thing done that comes that, up. Yeah. Um, but... You know, we'd taken all the safety precautions, so I was like, okay, what do I need to mentally focus on to make sure that this goes well and that everything's safe? And it's a timing thing. Like, I have to jump at the right time so that me and the other guy jumping with me land safely in the middle of the mat on top of the train instead of between the boxcars and get run over by the train. And that's that's enough to think about to completely occupy my mind, you know? Yeah. So I have to know the timing, and do I know the timing? Well, you know what? Let's do one more test dropping sandbags and make sure I'm 100% sure of the timing. And then once we've done that, then it's like, okay, I know everything I need to know to do this safely. Keep focused on that one thing that I need to focus on, the yeah. timing. Is the, For any all of us, is there anything as a kid that you were really afraid of that you still hang on to and you, you hold? Or have you grown out of it? Um... I think, I don't think physical fears. I think I've confronted most of those. I know like I I was always told to be very, very careful of not hurting anyone's feelings. And so that's something that scares me. Like yeah. I'll, I'll think really hard about what I'm going to say and be like, okay, make sure this can't hurt anyone's feelings no matter what. And that's a fear that like, Oh, that's why you're super nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went through this phase a couple of years ago where I had a friend who was so good at, like, insulting people in a fun way that made them laugh. Chad. And I... What? No. <laughs> Did you do that? <laughs> and so I tried it a couple times, and it just, like, it's not a sense of humor that works for me. <laughs> it just, people would be like, why are you just... Oh, rude? so you just come off of uh, mean and abrasive. If, if, I, if I try to do that sense of humor, it does not work for me. So I've, I've learned that I'm just much better at being nice. Well, just uh, to heads up, for those of us who do practice it, it doesn't always work. <laughs> so it's a, it can be a little bit of a, a hit or miss kind of situation. Yeah. I've definitely thought that, like, oh, this would be a funny thing to say right here, and then, like, walked away and been like, oh, good, I oh, think no. those people don't like me anymore. I've done that on a massive scale. Yeah, every week with us, right, Mike? No, not even more. There's this one. 
<laughs> I, I, there was this one thing I said, and I uh, honestly, like, four girls unfriended me on Facebook after oh, no. I did it. And it was all in the service of a joke. And I was like, well, I guess that didn't work. <laughs> That's a big risk. It's a scary thing to do. It was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh. Uh, yeah, it was, that was a fear that I really wanted to overcome and in the process found out that, yeah, I can do it, sort of, but maybe most of the time for me it's not worth the risk. That's interesting <laughs> that, like, to come to that point here in the podcast, though, is, like, to be like, oh, here's a fear that I was afraid of and then I actually tried it and it didn't really work out so much. But, like, at least – but you know, right? Like it, Right. So that's kind of, like, the more important thing about it. Maybe it wasn't, like, the most successful, like, attempt or whatever, but at least, like, right. you went at you – And, yeah, I found that with the physical fears, too. Like, in gymnastics, on balance beams, that's one of the scariest things – if I was afraid to do a skill, I realized it was because I didn't know what would happen if I did it wrong. Yeah. And so with any skill where I've tried it, failed miserably and stood up and been like, oh, that's what happens when you do it wrong, then I can go on without fear. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people say like, oh, don't think about the worst that can happen. For me, it's much better if I do think about the worst that can yeah. happen, figure out how to deal with that scenario safely, and then be like, okay, now that I know that, I can move on and try it that's crazy because like that is like that i do find myself doing that if i'm like afraid to do something like physically or like just uh socially or whatever like a lot of times like the first thing in my head goes like, well, what's the worst that could happen and then i think okay well that's the worst scenario most likely that's not gonna happen mm -hmm. right like I, yeah i'm there also. <laughs> it's not like it's not like the world's gonna stop uh, and you know, like everyone's gonna fly off because gravity ended because I didn't, I said the wrong thing <laughs> to this person or something. I mean, I don't go to that extremes, but you know, that kind of idea of like, if you, yeah, like, it's like you're saying, like, it's, it seems like it's mentally preparing yourself to face the fear, like, helps you understand it. Like, I, I have a lot of respect, uh, for stunt, uh, people, like, at talking to you about that because, like, it does, it, I knew it was a very hard job. But yeah, like it it seems like it's both physically and mentally like kind of like you need to be really on top of your game, which is um, it's really amazing. My experience is the fall guy. So like you know, the old TV show. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were a stuntman on the fall guy? No, no. My experience is like watching the watching. fall guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on my yeah. fat ass on the couch watching a TV show. But uh yeah, no, I, I cuz like when you're explaining like the jumping on the uh, train like I was like oh yeah you would have to like really be 100% sure like and that makes sense like not that yeah. I was like an idiot and been like oh some people you, you just know. chuck it yeah yeah you just fucking go for it right you just do it yeah, those but, are the guys you don't want to work with yeah exactly <laughs> that but yeah that's a yeah Ooh, that makes sense like you got to stay safe right so yeah yeah i think fear is a great tool to evaluate i don't know just how to grow as a person mm -hmm. Like, when you feel that fear, that's a great thing to think about or journal about or talk about and see how you can grow. Vent it yeah. to get it out of you. Yeah. I think it. I, there's some quote or something that goes, like, the better you know yourself, the better you can be or something like that. It's, I'm paraphrasing. I don't even know who fucking said it. Let's say, uh, let's say Princess Diana. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who said it, but, like, yeah, it's like that whole... Like the more you understand who you are and what you can, what your limits are, like who you're afraid of, or you know, like your fear and and mm -hmm. your success rate, the better you can know yourself and the better you person you can be, like in the and in relate general. to more people exactly. Because and... then you'll, when you talk to somebody, you're not gonna be doing that. A lot of times, you know, human beings have that social kind of like, like if uh, 
like someone says, oh, have you read this book? Like sometimes people will be like too afraid to say they haven't. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 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 I totally read it. And they're like, oh, well, what's your favorite chapter? Like, Ooh, you know, uh, but I feel like <laughs> if you just are not afraid to be like enough, just be like, oh, no, I haven't read that book. Yeah. It's like, why would you step? Then they'll put explain yourself, it and you yeah. learn more about the book. Instead of putting yourself in that awkward position of being like, oh, yeah, yeah, look, look. yeah. <laughs> well, now we're just walking into politeness. Like, well, no, but I mean, it's. It's uh, it goes it goes hand in hand to fear, you know. Like I think so. Okay, I was definitely. Wrong. <laughs> so, do we have any final thoughts about fear in general, or anything, or overcoming it? Jesse, any advice to people? Because you seem to be a fear expert. <laughs> I should probably. You, you know, I should you think said, about said, it more. You said and... you talk about it a lot. Do you like do like public speaking about it? I have a little bit. Um, just like at a couple schools and gymnastics clubs and stuff like that. Like little kids, yeah, <laughs> they must they must love it. It was really fun. It was really fun. I, I did gymnastics when I was three. Did you? Those, uh, I was I don't think I was good on it. I know there's videotape of it, but I was three. <laughs> I can't imagine I was great. I loved I, I loved so I loved uh, I always used to love uh, getting my hands with the chalk and then doing the beam the, <laughs> the thing. And I, uh, but the chalk kids love the chalk. I love sure. the chalk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember the most. I can never climb the rope, though. It's hard. Yeah. The rope it, climb? It takes practice. I get, like, I get like two arms up off the ground, and then I'm like, oh, this isn't working. <laughs> I think it comes down to grip. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do a pull-up until I was, like, 27. Just... Even still, I think I can only manage one pull-up. I can, like, I, I'm not talking I can shit, almost I'm talking do three. <laughs> I've, I've been teaching my mom to do pull-ups lately because at age 60, she was like, you know what, I should be able to do a pull-up and for the first time started working on them. And I just thought it was the coolest thing that, because, you know, a lot of people at that age, if you if you can't do something, you accept that you can't yeah. do it and let it go. And she's been taking on so many new goals and That's skills awesome. and stuff. Yeah, and it took a couple of years, but she got one. Um, she can do like a solid, strict form dead hang pull up. We just gotta get her to now do like just like dips like crazy, right? Or, yeah. or, or, wow. just, or just dead deadlift. Your, your mom and my mom should hang out because my mom's sixty and she like about six years ago because she ran track like in mm -hmm. high school and she's like I'm just gonna start running again and nice. now she's like runs marathons like all the time and just like she's in really good shape like That's so cool she, in the last five years and then she got my dad to start running with her too and stuff like now they. They bike and run and like do a whole bunch of stuff. Like it's, 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 it's. I'm very proud of her because she's like, yeah, she feels good about herself too. And yeah, like, and it's just funny, like because you said your mom was 60. I was like, my mom just turned 60. Yay. She's like exercising <laughs> too. It's they should hang out, like exercise together. <laughs> they should. Yeah, because our moms are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we final thoughts on fear ended with our moms are awesome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's. I think it shows, like, no matter how old you get or whatever, if you want to try something new, don't be afraid. Just do it, right? Like, Yeah. Well, yeah. but still, in that situation, you have to remember that the older you get, the more brittle your body is. And so that's another situation where you have to think about, am I afraid to try this new thing? Why am I afraid of it? Oh, because my bones would break more easily. Okay, well, what precautions do I have to take? Take to... calcium pills. Cal okay, that's a good one. Take calcium, <laughs> vitamin D, and, like... Maybe have a coach so you learn proper running form. Exactly. If you yeah. didn't know, like, if you're 15 and you decide to start running, you're probably okay if you run with bad form for a while before you get a coach. But if yeah. you're 60 and you're starting to run, that would be a very important thing. And I'm sure running form. on uh, 
asphalt versus concrete or yeah on actual like yeah. track fields or yeah and or... sometimes i think if you're not afraid of something that a lot of people are afraid of evaluate why like i i was not afraid this one time when i wanted to go out surfing in these 25 foot waves and i was like this is something people are afraid of i should be afraid of this why am i not and I understood that that's because I don't know the ocean well enough to know what to be afraid of. Uh. And so I talked to the guys that were standing around, and they were like, oh, here's all the things that could happen. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh, well, no, I was like, okay, well, how do I avoid those things happening? And they were like, well, as long as you don't go any farther than this wave, and as long as you stay between this tree and that rock, you'll be fine but don't go outside of that. And I was like, okay, are there any weird currents that would pull me outside of that? Yes, the current will be pushing you straight towards that rock, so you have to try to stay by the tree. And I was like, okay, I think I can do that. And so I went out and I stayed in that range, and the whole time I felt the current pushing me towards the rock. And so every time I got there, I'd paddle straight into the beach, sprint back to the tree, and like stay in that range. And so it was, if I hadn't had that talk, I probably would have gotten pushed Smashed. way down yeah way down past the rock yeah so it's fear is important if you don't have it around something that you probably should ask a lot of questions if you do have it um ask yourself all the questions yeah it seems <laughs> like it's it's uh, if if you find yourself having fear try to understand why and like and then even if you or if you don't have fear try to understand why it's mm -hmm. all it seems like the the moral of today is like to be conscious of why yeah and ask yourself the yourself. questions yeah. the hard ones so the way we end our show is we do this like suggest this which is where we just suggest something to our listeners it could be something very like just thought provoking it could be something you read or watched or listened to it could be physical it could be ethereal mm -hmm. um I suggest, I just saw Swiss Army Man, and that was really good. It was very life-affirming. It's a movie with uh, Paul, Dano. Uh, Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe, and it's basically Castaway, but if instead of he was talking to a, uh, a volleyball. volleyball, he was talking to a farting corpse. A farting corpse? Yeah, and it's Daniel Radcliffe. He's like this dead body, <laughs> and then he like makes it talk. Can dead bodies fart? Well, they release gas. Oh, I like there's like buildup and stuff, and then the body decomposes. So and that's where they that sound smelly. It, uh, yeah, and <laughs> it was, but it was it was funny and charming and well done, and the directors are really good directors. Uh, they do they do a lot of music videos and a lot of interesting short films. They're called Daniels because they're both named Daniel. Ah. But I really liked it. I thought it was very life affirming. Uh, Paul Dano was great. Daniel Radcliffe was greater. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, and it was, and it, actually, there's a whole. It, it fits really well into the fear. A lot of it has to do with the fear of talking to someone you really want to talk to. Ooh, yeah. So that's yeah. a big one. Uh, go check it out. I, I think it's playing in one theater in Los Angeles right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I think I'm gonna go off topic and do it. I my advice is that what we're doing? Or yeah, things? anything. Go. Yeah. Um, I think you should find a limit and test it. Um, I like I like doing that physically, of course. Yeah. Like, what is my pull-up record? How high can I jump? Just how high can you jump? My my best is thirty-one and a half inches for my vertical jump, and my best box jump box jump is fifty-two. I think I got fifty-two. 
I love watching during like the NFL combine. Like the, yes. They hit the, th- <laughs> they hit the thing. Yeah. Um, and the reason is I found that I am so much more inspired to train hard and push myself if I if I know what is my best and that I have a chance to beat it. And so when you're getting started, if you just if you want to just start, um, a fun way to do that is to do a bunch of physical tests. So you give yourself a baseline, and if you're just starting, they're going to be low, so they're easy for you to beat. Yeah. And then then you can have something to try to beat every time you work out. It's way more entertaining that way. Great. Chad, anything? Uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I, mm, you know, recently my other podcast, uh, it was so stupid. We watched uh, Three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Little Lady. <laughs> Did you guys, mm-hmm. you, you and Benny watch it together? No, Benny's out of town, but it was a, a thing where Daisy, my girlfriend, was uh help stepped in to co-host this other podcast i I do about movies and we watch like all the movies in a series Mm -hmm. so then we talk about them and a lot of times sequels are you know they kind of degrade as they go along Mm -hmm. uh three men and a baby series holds up (laughs) no it's it's uh, it's but it's hilarious i think that's i i would i would say um i would suggest maybe go find like a movie you haven't seen in like 15 you know 10 15 20 years and uh, watch it again because the like watching Three Men and a Baby like was not some like first choice of like I don't want to spend my Friday at night, <laughs> but it it was hilarious like it's because it's it was so eighties and so ridiculous with like the fact that there's a whole element of like this drug uh, like this small package of heroin which is not even like would be not enough for it's not even like kilo it's like like ten little packets of it but it becomes this huge plot point of how like much these these drug kingpins like destroy these people's apartment and threaten to like steal the baby all this craziness over like such a micro like just such a small amount and it was in the 80s and we all like was watching with uh, my girlfriend and a couple friends of ours and we thought it was cocaine at first like and we're like, oh, this is the 80s, so why wouldn't they be, like, super stoked if they <laughs> found, like, a free cocaine in their house? But then I was like, no, no, it's heroin. But it's like, wait, what? I don't know. It was it was an enjoyable hour and a half. So I would say, like, go find an old movie that you haven't seen forever and, like, just sit down and watch it with a just a crazy open mind and enjoy how fucking bonkers shit With a group of be. people. Yeah, it's, that's just super fun. Uh, Jesse, you got anything going on you want to plug? Anything coming up? Anything mm. you want to talk about? Let people know. Let's see. Well, I've been doing a Super Women podcast. That's cool. Oh. Yeah. Where I just, I invite... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Super Women as in like, these are amazing women? Yes. Or Super Women, oh, not like Superman, but women. Um, Basically, women who are excelling at amazing things. Um, so a bunch of them are world champions at various things. Like there's an 11 time free running world champion and I talked to a skydiving world champion and the most decorated NCAA gymnast Um, and these are all awesome people yeah they're just like they have such cool stories and um, obviously have great tips on how to stay motivated and strong and reach your goals Um, and then just you know silly stories of things that happen along the way cool that's awesome what's what's it called is it just called super women like super women where can we find it um, jessiegraf.com slash podcast. All right, great. Cool. Perfect. And if anyone hasn't seen Jesse's runs on American Ninja Warrior, oh, you should watch them. My next one is coming out July 11th on NBC. Oh. Cool. Uh, the last one she ran, she ran it in a super... A Wonder ran, Woman. A Wonder Wait, Woman, Wonder Woman. I mean, 
it, it was a generic, non-copyrighted, patriotic outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite superhero is non-generic, non-copyrighted hero. hero, lady hero. <laughs> that some people thought looked like Wonder Woman. Yeah. That may or may not have fit. It was just red reference. shorts and, and a yellow top. Like, whatever. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> confirm or disconfirm. Exactly. Yeah. Where can people find you on the internet? Like, um, uh... All my social media handles are at Jesse Graff Power, J-E-S-S-I-E, G-R-A-F-F-P-W-R. Cool. I'm at M. Solari. Oh, I'm at Chad Fogland on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, go out there, conquer your fears, do new things, watch old movies. Yes. <laughs> Just enjoy yourself. Enjoy your enjoy life. Yeah. Don't let don't let the existential smallness of the world that I mentioned before eat you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or ponder it for five minutes and or an hour. Yeah. Or don't think about it at all. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, should we break down that fear at some point? No. No. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye.